0: I told you we took the wrong exit. We wound up here by mistake. No matter how many times you ask me, that's gonna be my answer. You sound like Jason Bourne, man. You don't know where you're going. No ID. I wanna speak to my consulate, the American consulate. I'm American, I have rights. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. Hey, Ramon, he wants to talk to his consulate. Hello, sir. Welcome to the American consulate. How can (laughs) I help you? That's unacceptable. What are you laughing about? This is a serious matter. This is, this is I have rights. You Americanos sneak into our country. You bring drugs. You party. You sleep with our women. I've never heard of an American sneaking into Mexico. This would be an isolated incident. Actually, it's usually the reverse.
1: This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from Due Date because I just think it's funny, you know that uh, you know we have to sneak into Mexico, uh, but the Mexican people can just comes right over the border into our country now. I think I got a million of those, uh, million of those, of those uh, Mexican border clips from movies that are all pretty good. That, uh, but I think I didn't want to use them all in one one week because I think we'll be talking about this. For a long time, and that uh, that song is uh, a little unos, dos, tres, mas cerveza, por favor, uh, Spanish lesson from uh, U2 and Bono with a little Irish accent. Uh, I don't know exactly what the whole thing. It's called Vertigo, and it's uh, I think it's talking about getting wasted in Mexico. So uh, that would be my guess. Uh, hey, we're going to a place called Vertigo, so I know my my Spanish goes about as far as uh, mas Cerveza por favor, mas Tequila por favor. But of course, my brand is is uh, Patron, which is uh, American bottled tequila. And that, I drive American. I am an American. I talk like an American, and I drink American tequila. So uh, when I'm drinking. So anyway, um, I just thought that was pertinent with all the stuff going on at the at the southern border, and we're going to talk a lot about that and a lot about all the, all the lack of planning and all the, all the idiocy that's going on. And I thought about this. Why do I do this show? Is it just to, to, to uh, talk smack on the, on the Democrats? Well, that's part of the fun, but you know, the reason I, the reason I want to point this stuff out is I want you guys to repeat some of the stuff that I'm saying and to educate the people that don't take the time out to really listen to what we're being told on TV to, 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 to not to think about before you purchase the BS they're selling on, on social media, the BS they're selling, selling on the network TV channels, the BS they're selling on CNN and PMS, NBC and the newspapers. Think about it. Put one story with the other one. Remember what you heard last month versus what you hear this month and put it together and think, you know, and if, uh, if our, if we would stop sending our kids to, to college. If we would start paying attention to what they're being taught in public schools, and when you find out find out about it, one of uh, one of Don's friends uh, uh, told one of Don's friends' grandkids told their their uh, their grandma that at their school the teacher tells them it's okay if they're a boy and they want to think they're a girl, it's okay. If if this kind of stuff's going on in elementary school, if we don't pay attention to that, then we'll never say anything about it. And the Democrat plan to destroy our country and destroy our futures, we'll get, will will work. We have to start thinking. We have to wake up. Hey, so before I get into everything that happened this week and my opinion of it, let me introduce myself for those of you who don't know me. My name's Ed Hoffman from Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and it's tough out there, folks. It's tough. There's opportunities, but they're fighting to get houses, um, which, kind of doesn't make any sense based on what we're seeing happen in California. But people are fighting to get those houses before the interest rates go up because the interest rates are starting to go up. But if you're interested and you need some financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, 855 640 2020. If you want to get in touch with me, get some information, but you don't want to talk on the phone because it's so personal, or you don't want your personal business out loud because you're going to call from during work, go on to edhoffman.net, E D H O F F M A N.net, click on the summit funding logo. That'll take you to my lending page. Fill in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear from me or one of my talented teammates and we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. And there are some puzzles out there, and I will tell you, when you're dealing with me or my team, we will steer you in the right direction for you. Not in the right direction that gets that gets us a sale, gets us a, a commission check, that gets us any of that stuff. We'll say, hey, here's what I would do. And, uh, and this, uh, this is what I would do if it were me. And uh, sometimes you need someone like that because there's not a lot of us out there. Um, if you want anything, re- hear, that, hear anything repeated that's on the show, also on edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page. This show as well as, well as several past shows. You can also get the the uh, podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, i.e., uh, also known at A.K.A. Apple Podcast. And you can uh, subscribe for free. So uh, once we upload it once a week, it'll download to your, your computer, your iPhone, your iWatch, or your iPad, or your iPod, or your mini pad, your maxi pad. And whatever you listen to podcasts on and it'll download, you can listen to it on demand um, in case the you're not available to listen to the radio on the radio times. It comes on, um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events. Eh, not always all week long, but when I, when there's something inspiring going on and on all the other ones, cloud hub and gab and parlor, I'm at big Ed Hoffman and, uh, the Facebook page for the show is facebook.com forward slash the main event at Hoffman. And I will, and as I am talking to, as I tell a story at the end, there's a difference between my personal Facebook page and the show Facebook page. The show Facebook page is way more professional and, and, and done way more business. Like uh, my personal Facebook page sometimes gets a little, uh, unsugarcoated. So, uh, but you could find me out there. So let's talk about what's going on this week at the border at the, in America. It's just, it's just ridiculous. We got to see the, uh, Um, let me just, we, some, I have stuff from the, from, from, uh, Biden's press conference mixed in here. Um, but a couple, couple of things that I noted in the first three minutes, things that Biden said, um, that I just wrote down a few notes before he started taking questions. A hundred million, there's been a hundred million vaccinations in his first 58 days, Um, I know that Trump did almost 100 million in his before he before he went into office. Of course, Trump is the one that developed, got the got the vaccine developed by actually giving giving our tax money to the drug companies to encourage them to uh, to go operation warped speed and get this thing developed in nine months when everyone else said it was going to take five years. But Biden is taking a victory lap, 100, 100 vaccinations. And he says we're going to push for 200 before his 100th day. Well, if Trump did just short of a hundred and there's another hundred since he's been in office, there's only 330 million people in this country. I don't think the kids need it. And there's a whole bunch of us that aren't going to take it no matter what. So I don't really know if he thought that through quite well. Um, Maybe he's trying on vaccinating everybody, everybody else in the, in the world. Um, Another thing he said, Oh, uh, kids back in school K through eight, our goal is to have a, the majority of men that were were just under fifty percent K through eight going back to school five days a week. What did that take? Flip the light switch on. I said it a million times. There's more kids died of suicide than died of COVID because they don't get it. So, uh, and I'm sure there's someone's gonna say, "Oh, there's some time it did, some kids it did, yeah, and they were back to school in two days. So, uh, or they would have been back to school in two days. Weekly unemployment, first time in a, in a year that we've fallen below the the pre-pandemic highs. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, my first impression was uh, 1929. Was that the pre-pandemic highs? Apparently, it was uh, in 1982, a year after uh, Reagan went in, as he's uh, getting us off the uh, out of the valley of uh, of uh, Jimmy Carter. Um, I think everything else here is. I think all the rest of my notes are are uh, pretty much in the. Uh, in in the rest of my in the rest of my notes of what I'm going to talk about today, so let's just let's just get on to the the border blaming uh, what's going on at the border is a fiasco. It's not even it's not even a crisis. It's beyond a crisis. Joe Biden has has yet to assign a permanent chief to the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Of course, we know now that whoever whoever he nominated for that for that job won't be voted for by uh, Tammy Duckworth or Maisie Hirono because they don't think there's enough Asian people in uh being nominated so they're just not going to they're not going to vote for anybody who's not a who's not a minority um
2: isn't that the definition of racism oh you can't be you can't be racist against white people because we're not a race
1: um i don't know can you say a hypocrisy i can and it's getting old Uh, But as the border patrol continues processing migrants at a rate not seen in 20 years, we're running out of convention centers to turn into shelters. So Biden has approved $89.6 million contract with a Texas nonprofit to shelter uh, additional migrants in hotel rooms. So now we're turning, uh, now we're paying for, for, uh, illegal immigrants to stay in hotel rooms and they're putting them up for a week and, giving them meals and doing all that stuff. Hey, you know what? You had a long, you had a long walk. Let's put you in there and uh, give you some meals so you can rest before we let you free into our country to, uh, to mooch. Um, Meanwhile, unaccompanied children are still being crammed into tiny cells made of plastic sheets or as the white house calls them pods. Um, Somehow Biden and Harris believe shrouding migrants in plastic is more, more humane
0: than say uh, kids in cages. I'm going to immediately, without exception, close down every one of those cages and camps where they have, because guess what?
3: on first day one, get those babies out
0: of those cages. We're not going to lock any families. We're not going to separate families. We're not going to put any kids in cages.
3: They have had a policy of having babies in cages and separating children from their parents in the name of border security, when in fact what it is is a human rights abuse being committed by the United States government.
0: They don't have to be put in cages or separated from their mothers. I don't believe we're a nation that puts kids in cages and thinks it's okay.
1: Yeah, the drama, the drama that goes on. These people should be nominated for Academy Awards um, for the for the drama they're putting in these kids in ca- kids in cages. Remember the first first picture we saw of a kid behind a chain link fence when they started this was taken during the Obama administration. Look to me similar about looking at your elementary school kids playing on the Playing on the uh, in the schoolyard, and there's chain link fence around it, so that so the kids don't run into the street. So that was the first of it. Then, if you remember, Candace Owens actually went down to the border a couple years ago to see what all the what all the all the complaining was about these kids these kids, uh, conditions they're living in. And she talked. she talked, she couldn't believe how nice it was. There's soccer fields and, and places to eat and places to sleep and computers and games and nice beds. And she goes it's better than a summer camp over there. And uh, she goes, people actually go in, she went in with a film crew. I would play some clips for it from it, but it's like about a half an hour long and she's on a rant. And of course, uh, this is, this is different than what Biden's so humane thing is, so far, the White House has only granted limited media access to one of the many shelters. Remember, Democrats demanding to see the shelter conditions under Trump, but they didn't haven't got a chance to. Reporters were briefly let in on Wednesday. And when Biden finally held his first press conference on Thursday, 65 days after he's been in office, one reporter dared to be a real journalist by asking about it.
3: The Customs and Border Protection Facility in Donna, Texas, I was there, is at 1,556% capacity yep. right now with mostly unaccompanied minors. There are kids that are sleeping on floors. They are packed into these pods. I've spoken to lawyers who say that they, some of these children have not seen the sun in days. What's your reaction, what is your reaction to these images that have come out from that particular facility? Is what's happening inside acceptable to you, and when is this going to be fixed?
0: Uh, that's a serious question, right? Is it acceptable to me? Come on. That's why we're going to be moving a thousand of those kids out quickly. That's why I got Fort Bliss opened up. That's why I've been working from the moment this started to happen to try to find additional access for children to be able to be able to safely be housed while we follow through on the rest of what's happening. Yeah,
1: 1556. 1556- capacity so let's imagine there's a little there's a little shelter that can hold 100 kids and there's 1556 kids in there so we're going to take a thousand of them that's still going to be 556 kids and no matter what you make that number of beds it's still ridiculous it's still a ridiculous amount and a thousand kids coming out of there is not gonna not gonna be that big of a deal i mean just think about it you're your you and your spouse and your two kids are going on a vacation, but you only have room you only have enough money for one room so there's one queen size bed in the room so how's that work out? Well, you put two of the two of the the two kids sleep in sleeping bags on the floor for one night. no problem imagine five hundred and fifty six kids in there. Imagine fifteen hundred and fifty six kids in there that's such a humane way of doing it and of course uh it seems to me that, hey, you know what? I've been working on, on this ever ever since, ever since it started happening. Hey, guess what? Why this happened? Because you didn't pre-plan anything. You didn't think about what happened. This all happened because you started it. Trump had it under control, and you turned everything off that Trump started. That started without thinking about what was going to happen. Kind of reminds me of a scene from uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Excuse me, this is private property. Shut this off. Shut these all off. I'm warning you, turning off these machines would be extremely hazardous. I'll tell you what's hazardous. You're facing federal prosecution for at least a half a dozen environmental violations. Now, either you shut off these beams or we shut them off for you. Try to understand. This is a high-voltage laser containment system. Simply turning it off would be like dropping a bomb in the city. Don't patronize
0: me. I'm not grotesquely stupid like the people you built. At ease, officer. I'm Peter Venkman. I think there's just been a slight misunderstanding, and I want to cooperate in any way that I
3: can. Forget it, Venkman. You had your chance to cooperate, but you thought it'd be more fun to insult me. Well, now it is my turn, wise ass. He wants to shut down the protection grid, Peter
0: you shut that thing
3: down and we are not going to be held responsible the for contrary, whatever happens. To no, responsible. we won't be. Shut held it responsible. off. Don't shut it off. I'm warning you. Yeah.
1: Somebody warned Biden too. And I think it was Trump that, uh, if, if he did, if he undid everything that Trump, that Trump did, that we were going to have a problem at the border and we had a problem before Trump came in and, and fixed it. And, uh, you know, we know how it all ended in, in ghostbusters, don't we you know marshmallow cream. Everywhere It was a mess. So that same reporter then said, then asked, uh, told Biden that she had met a nine-year-old boy named Joseph who came in with his 10-year-old friend, no adults. This boy had a cell phone with him and gave the reporter his mother's phone number in Honduras.
3: And we were able to call his family. His mother says that she sent her son to this country because she believes that you are not deporting unaccompanied minors like her son that's why she sent him alone from honduras so sir you blame the last administration but is your messaging and saying that these children are and will be allowed to stay in this country and work their way through this process encouraging families like Jose's to come
0: that mother did not sit around with uh, on the kitchen table and and say you know i got a great idea Why I'm gonna make sure my son get taken care of. Well, I'm gonna send him on a thousand mile journey across the desert and up to the United States because I know Joe Biden's a nice guy and he'll take care of him. What a desperate act to have to take.
3: Do you wanna see these unaccompanied minors staying in this ch- this country or should they be deported eventually
0: well the judgment has to be made whether or not in, th- in this young man's case he has a mom at home there's a overwhelming reason why he'd be putting a plane and flown back to his mom
1: yeah uh your actions speak so loudly we can't hear the can't hear the words you're speaking you're talking out of both sides of your butt because that's where your head is so uh you know and first of all if this was such a desperate act she bought her ten year old a, a a cell phone um number one i wouldn't don't think a kid ten year old should have cell phones um but can't be that bad can't be that bad send him a thousand miles up to the united States and what a desperate act you know joe he's so full of i'm sure his eyes are brown i don't want to look that close um so Biden refuses to acknowledge that he misled thousands of central Americans like this boy's mother. And it's no longer some migrants saying that they believe Biden would welcome welcome them. It's all of them. The more they talk to reporters, the more we're finding out it's all of them. And they all believed it.
0: Do you believe that President Biden will help you? I see Biden T-shirts, Biden's flags. Yeah. Why did you
2: decide to come now?
0: Take advantage of the opportunity that the president has given to the people from, from, from Central America to come with their families.
3: So did you come here because Joe Biden was elected president?
2: Basically.
1: Yes, basically it came here for because joe biden said to come to come in the first hundred days okay we have a hundred days to get up there yep this is why it happened this is why uh, I, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of cool uh ghostbusters clips i could put in there hey you know because this guy anyway i won't Talk about the court, courtroom scene. Uh, I've used it before, but I think it would be pertinent here, but we're just not going to do that today because we got a lot more to talk about. So uh, as if we need needed more proof of Biden's incompetence, we've all seen the footage of him stumbling up his way up, up Air Force One last weekend. The greatest footage ever. I copied it, you know, before I even saw it anywhere, I saw it on TV the first time and I taped it with my phone and I posted it. And then I posted on this one and posted on that one. And I, then I posted it again with some different comments. I love that clip. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, so we see him stumbling up the uh, stumbling up the stairs into air force one uh, former white house, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who always gave Trump a clean bill of health and is now Congressman in Texas tweeted this. he says, I served as a White House physician under three presidents. I've seen what it takes physically and mentally to do this job. I can tell you right now, the way Biden is hiding from the public is a major red flag. Something is not right. We've known that, we've known that since the campaign. Does anybody out there believe that Biden was really elected? Let's not forget, and let's not forget about what the media said uh, about Trump as he walked down the ramp at West Point graduation or held a, held a glass of water with two hands.
0: Images like this and even his speaking uh, ability undercuts their argument that Biden is a doddering old man.
3: Maybe he just has a hard time going down a gently sloping ramp. But um, do you see something possibly neurological that could be throwing off his balance?
2: Is it balance problems? Is there some weakness there? Is there numbness uh, uh, in the feet?
1: Hey, you know, we all saw the video. Trump's walking down this, a ramp. He said it was slippery, so he's being careful so he doesn't slip, so everybody can make fun of him. And, uh, and of course, uh, he picked up a glass of water with two hands at one time, uh, and, oh, they caught it on video. And uh, everybody, everybody, was, everybody went crazy in the Democrat media, but uh, most of the media ignored what just happened with Biden. Only one reporter dared to ask Circleback Jen Psaki about it.
3: Just checking on the president. He fell uh, going up the steps to Air Force One on Friday. Is he doing okay? He's 100% fine. I don't know if you've been up those steps. They're a little tricky sometimes.
1: Yeah, they're a little tricky sometimes, especially if you're uh, too old to be the president mentally and physically. Um, you know, one thing that I noticed from it and Don noticed from it as we walk is say, you know what? Remember when uh, when Trump got on the when into Air Force One, he'd stop at the bottom and salute the military guy that's that's guarding the plane as a as a gesture of respect. Obama would just just hop up and just jog up the steps and then give him a kind of a a little a little courtesy, little flip of his hand that didn't even look like a salute, had no respect in it. And of course, we see Biden doing the same thing as his uh, as his big brother, uh, Barack Obama. And uh, it was so fun to watch him trip over himself three times and then uh, get to the top. And then he gets to the top and wipes off his knees. And then he then he gives one of those Barack Obama salutes to the military guys below um, it's just completely, completely disrespectful. And of course, uh, at one at one point, Jen Saki or the people, oh, it was the wind. It was the wind that threw him off. Well, hey, you know, maybe we should have had a uh, morbidly obese president like Trump so the wind wouldn't knock him down. Anyway, I'm all, out of, I'm all out of time for the first half of the main event. So stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, sports and commercials. And I'll be right back with a whole bunch more.
2: And
1: welcome back to part two, the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. I don't talk a lot about real estate or financing on the show because uh, it just doesn't interest everybody if you're not in the market or if you don't know if you're in the market. Or, but if you think you might be or you know you should be, but you've been procrastinating, rates are starting to go up. There's no more time to procrastinate if you want some uh, if you want to find out about uh, real estate financing, refinancing a property you have or actually purchasing a property you'd like to own or check out that reverse mortgage thing that everybody's talking about for people over 62, call me toll free 855-640-2020 855-640 2020, one last time, 855-640-2020. Um, if you uh, if you don't want to talk on the phone, ed click on the summit funding logo, do the computer thing. Hey, also if you have a if you have comments on the show today, uh, send me an email to ed at edhoffman.net. So before the break, before the break, I was uh, talking about uh, uh Biden tripping over his shoelaces or uh, or basically just having a breakdown in his legs or his back. Or, uh, whatever it was, it was a comedy event. I was hoping to see maybe they were gonna have uh Chevy Chase hosting Saturday Night Live and do the open on uh on uh Saturday Night Live this week, but they're showing reruns, so we didn't get that we didn't get that unique timing of an opportunity for Saturday Night Live, and Saturday Night Live just isn't that isn't as funny as it used to be. So, but I watched it anyway just in case because I thought that would be perfect. Um, but we've been talking about that and, you know, all this stuff there were that everybody's talking about, uh, making excuses for Biden, even though they, they, uh, made fun of Trump. It's pretty ironic considering what Biden said during the campaign about his health versus Trump's.
0: Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Okay. Come on.
1: Yeah, come on. Come on. Hey, I walk up. I, I run up ramps and he stumbles, stumbles down him. Yeah, that uh, that that uh, statement didn't age well, nor is uh, nor is nor is Joe aging well. Regardless, Biden says he's planning on staying alive for the next four years and running in 2024. I'm sure the odds in Las Vegas on that are uh, are climbing, climbing on the, the against side, uh, although he's sounding pretty irritated when he's asked about it at the press conference. I'm have 30. you decided
3: whether you are going to run for re-election in 2024? You haven't set up a re-election campaign yet as your predecessor had by this
0: time. <laughs> my predecessor need to needed to. <laughs> my predecessor. Oh god, I miss it. Um,
2: have you have you <laughs> No, the an answer is
0: yes. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation.
2: So is that a yes that you are running for reelection?
0: Look, I'm, I, I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of fate. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead for certain.
2: And do you believe you'll be running against former President Trump?
0: Oh, come on. I don't even think about it. I don't have, I have no idea. I have no idea whether there will be a Republican Party. Do you?
1: He has no idea if there'll be a Republican Party. I don't have no idea if we're going to have 50 states still united. I, I don't know. You know, you know if, if Joe had the ability to plan three and a half or four years, four years in a row, maybe he wouldn't have sat on a stage and talked about his little trip to the Ukraine and said, Hey, you know what? I'm leaving here in six hours. And uh, that billion dollars that we're going to give you, uh, if that guy ain't fired, if that guy ain't fired, then uh, you're not getting it. And oh, and son of a B, he got fired. You know, he openly admitted doing something against the law and selling his influence and uh, protecting his son he openly did it of course the media covered it up the media oh that's been that has been debunked yeah all evidence to the contrary and you know that uh oh my predecessor <laughs> oh i miss him so much uh, he's a joke but his laugh is a joke and thinking of joking laughs, you know, we get so tired of listening to this phony laugh stuff. Oh, that means, that means I'm not sweating anything you asked me about. <laughs> we heard it from Hillary Clinton and now we're getting tired of hearing it from Kam- Kamila. Kamila. I'm saying a Kamila law communist uh, Harris. We already knew that comma, Harris, Kamala Harris was a joke but she's the only one laughing. The vice president seems to think that as long as she responds to tough questions with her notoriously nervous, canned laughter, that she can say whatever she wants and no one will question her.
3: Do you have plans to visit the border? Uh, um, not today, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have before and I'm sure I will again.
1: <laughs> not today. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get my hair done or I'm going to go follow Joe Biden and make sure he knows which which corner to turn on and uh, when to stand up and when to sit down because he's incompetent. (laughs) In case you forgot, she's been doing this ever since
3: her initial campaign. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I, somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage, but... Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about
0: You, packing. you Once Come again, on. gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a non-answer. <laughs> trying but to answer you now. American <laughs> people deserve a
3: straight answer. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? <laughs> no.
0: would <laughs> be important if you said the truth. Joe Biden said twice <laughs> in the debate last week. You landed haymakers
1: on Joe Biden. How do you go from being such a passionate opponent?
3: It was a debate.
2: (laughs) Ron has said that he is for the legalization
1: of marijuana recreationally. Your thoughts on that?
3: That he is entitled to his opinion.
1: (laughs) So if it was legalized all throughout the country and (laughs) medicinal, would you, you know, do it? Listen, (laughs) I
3: think that it gives a lot of people joy and we need more (laughs) joy. Okay. How How do you... one of the biggest dilemmas for any of us as a parent is what to do about our kids in school yes. k through 12 college all of that and we all want them to go back to school <laughs> yes, <we do>. yes. <laughs> yes. right yes. <laughs> um
1: yeah no hey that that laughter gives her time to think about what she wants to say next because or maybe it's, or maybe it's to divert off a quick, a quick response to the dumb stuff that she says. I don't know, but remember, the only Democrat candidate brave enough to call Kamala out on, out on that habit was Tulsi Gabbard.
3: Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president. But I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but. She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She
1: blocked- yep. She, uh, hey, you put all these people in jail in California, but then when someone asked you if you smoked marijuana, you just laughed. That, effect, that uh, comment effectively ended uh, um, Harris's campaign for president. She never actually made it to the first primary so uh and then of course she's probably destined to be our first woman president now. How did that happen? I have to ask, I have to ask after everything that everything that we're seeing. What is the what is the object of the game? I mean Trump when Trump was in there, we knew clearly Make America great again, make America great again. You know, and in order to be make America great again, we have to make America strong again. We have to make America wealthy again. We have to, 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 to give us all our freedoms. We have to do all this stuff to make America great again. There was a clear motive.
2: What's Biden's motive? What is opening the border do for our country? What is bringing all these illegal
1: immigrants in do for our country? What does any of this stuff do? What did shutting down the, the, the XL pipeline and and uh, and
2: all the other pipelines and drilling on federal lands? What is that doing for our country? Think about that. What is the motive here? What is the what is the
1: mo what is going on? What is uh, what was the motive of coronavirus?
2: Coronavirus clearly was a bad case of the flu, but it didn't kill any more people than the flu does every single year.
1: And it was more contagious, but what was the point of shutting down our whole economy
2: for a whole year? Why aren't kids back in school everywhere now? What is the object of this?
1: Why, is, why are we just, just spend $2 trillion on, on giving people free money? Where did all that money go? Biden said that uh, they gave 100 million people $1,400 this past week or the week before. That's $140 billion. Where did that money go? I'll tell you one place it went, came to me and Don. I can assure you, we are not hurting financially from the coronavirus. I can assure you we're not hurting financially anyway. I can assure you we don't need the government and the taxpayers to give us money. And I can also assure you, we're not keeping it. We're giving it to charity. We gave it to charity already. As we did the 1200 they gave us in in January and the 2400 they gave us last year. For the life of me, why are they giving it to me? I know some of you make make way less and you're not getting it for some reason. Why is there no pre-planning? Why did they decide to make mail out voting and they sent every single, every single, voter registration from the beginning of time a uh, uh, a ballot? Why are they trying to shut off voter ID laws? Why are they trying to make mail-in voting be the way for the rest of history? Why is this stuff happening? Do you guys question that? And then I'll ask you, why are you guys letting them stick a needle in your arm? With all that stuff going on, doesn't it make you wonder they're pushing this coronavirus vaccine. Doesn't that make you wonder, what are they really putting in your arm? And I'm not an anti-vaccine kind of a person. I got all the vaccines that, when I was a kid and you know when when we needed to, and we were told we were supposed to, but this just doesn't sit right with me. And as a logically thinking person and someone who, who has a microphone and someone who says, hey, I listen to CNN, I listen to MSNBC, I listen to Fox, I listen to... To uh, Newsmax, I watch One American News now and then. I look at the newspaper and I say, and I can say, hey, these people lean this way. this people lean that way. I watch social media and I just go, why are
2: Americans so stupid? Why are so many people buy this stuff? It's time for us to stop going, well, you know, this is happening. It doesn't affect our lives. It does affect our lives. It's
1: ugly out there. It is ugly out there. And, and I want people to think about that. Anyway, let's, uh, let's go over uh, another thing that happened this week. Um, we had a tragic shooting in Boulder, Colorado on Monday. Gunmen opened fire on uh King super supermarket. Yeah. I looked it up. I thought maybe that was the same place that Napoleon dynamite and uncle Rico went to buy a, to buy a plunger and some potato chips uh, in uh, Napoleon dynamite, but it's different, different place. Um, napoleon dynamo was king's market uh but they opened fire in king's supers supermarket killed 10 people including a police officer who attempted to intervene many twitter users assumed the shooter was white before his name was released by boulder police and said the massacre was an example of white supremacy since this was a few days after the white man killed six asian women in atlanta shooting spree and for those of you that haven't been following this the guy had a sex edition, so he, he went in and shot up, shot up a bunch of people at these, uh, at these uh, massage parlors, and they just happened to be uh, run by Asians, and so he killed a bunch of Asians, and that was looked at. Oh, that was a race thing. So regular people on the left were tweeting things like this uh, on Monday. A white Christian terrorist killed 10 innocent people with a gun in a grocery store in Colorado, USA. Hollywood people like Rosanna Arquette tweeted things like this. Call it what it is, white supremacist domestic terrorism. Kamala Harris's niece, Meanie Harris, has since deleted this, but she tweeted, the Atlanta shooting was, even a, was not even a week ago. Violent white men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. I, on the other hand, didn't see all that stuff on Twitter, didn't see any of that stuff. Came home from work, I'm watching TV, and they're showing the, the guy in handcuffs, uh you know, they didn't give a close-up on anything. They they're shooting the picture from the helicopter. And there's two cops escorting this guy. He looks like a Muslim guy to me. He's got dark hair. Obviously, it's lighter than what it looked like from the in the close in the close-up. He looks it looks lighter, but hey, he looks like a guy with a big beard, dark hair, white skin, and uh, and maybe it was his his hands handcuffed. Behind his back, covered his hands were covered with blood, and one of his legs was covered with blood. So I tweeted out, uh, "I can't wait to see the identity of this of the of the Colorado shooter. Uh, I can't. I wouldn't even suspect for a minute that the guy might be Muslim. And wait till we find out that he's only been in the country for sixty days, and or for sixty days or less. Um, one of my twenty two year old uh, followers in the on the East Coast, friends of my uh, my niece and her husband." Um, said, aren't you going to feel stupid when this turns out to be to be uh, uh, wrong? And uh, and I responded, hey, sorry, sorry to tell you the truth that not all Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists need seem to be Muslims. And uh, and I went. To Facebook jail for that. So for the first time, Ed's a jailbird. I'm on parole from Facebook. I got thrown in Facebook jail and turned off. For 24 hours so uh you know i've never been arrested ever in my life never had a drunk driving doesn't mean i have never drove, drove drunk um but uh i never got drunk driving i've got nothing but traffic tickets in my history and uh and i just feel terrible that i went to facebook jail because you know it ruined my record it's kind of like uh you know i'm i'm uh i'm just coming up on 60 this year and I've never had a cavity either. I'm kind of nervous to go to the dentist because just in case I'm going to break my record before I hit 60 and, and actually have a cavity. I've never had any people go, Oh man, I got to a root canal. Oh, I, I feel sorry for you, but I don't really know what it's like because I've never even had a cavity. So uh, my mom made us drink milk and I brushed my teeth and she made us brush our teeth. So I brush my teeth two or three times a day and I drink milk. And it seemed to have worked out. Seemed to have worked out. So, uh, so I said what I saw. I saw it, and and I put it out there. And uh, apparently, I'm a, I'm the I'm the bad guy. Then we found out that the shooter's identity. Wait for it. Ahmad Al Aloui Alyssa. Yeah, it sounds Muslim to me. His Muslim family came here from uh, Syria when he was a toddler. So I was wrong on the less than sixty days. But I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong on the uh, I wasn't wrong on the him being Muslim. And we find out now that I've spent now that I spent my 24 hours in uh, Facebook jail. Uh, Newsweek reported that Twitter spokesman said white Christian terrorists tweet and other false po- posts about Alyssa's race did not violate any Twitter's rules about disinformation. Yeah, so uh, we're allowed to talk smack on uh, on white Christian guys. We're allowed to talk smack on on conservatives. We're allowed to talk smack on uh on just about anything republican, but if you say anything about muslims democrats uh or any other or any other uh people that that they want to protect um you go to you go to facebook jail. not really sure where that comes from not really sure. Um, so, uh, but this is where we're going folks. This is where free speech is going. This is where the, uh, this is where the, uh, the country's going. And you know what? Hey, why are you getting so upset about it, Ed? Cause I see this stuff happening and it bothers me. It bothers me. You know, I look at all these, all these checks going out and, and I'm talking, I will tell you, I talked to one of my most respected friends respected businessman friends this week. And, and I made, and I made comments about all this money going out. And I said, and I, and
2: I asked and I said, by the way, did you get one of those PPP loans? One of these, uh, 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 one of these
1: SBA loans that they made for, uh, people of coronavirus, as we're talking about how the government's just blowing money. He goes, Oh yeah, I did. Because I didn't get a PPP loan, but I got one of the EIDL loans. It's like, hey, it's it's free money. It's you know, it's free money. It's uh, you get get this money, and seventy five percent of it gets forgiven, but you got to pay back the rest. Something
2: along those lines. It, it's smart business, and I just hesitated. I hesitated because you know I'd say, hey, I've got
1: a couple corporations um, that don't actively employ anybody anymore,
2: um, but. And I could have done that except for it's wrong. It's the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong thing to to tap the taxpayers' money. And I know people and you
1: know people that tap this thing. The only people they are talking about is big corporations that got them. Well, big corporations were still employing people. And I don't know how coronavirus affected them, but if big corporations were still doing lots of business, they shouldn't have taken it. That money's for people that are hurting because of, because of coronavirus. And I know there are some people because there's gonna be a lot of people lose their houses when they find out that, hey, uh, they, got, they got furloughed or uh, furloughed from a job and they really lost their job. And those employers are, never, are no longer there to go back to jobs for. And at some point they gotta start paying their mortgage payments. And some, and some of them out there are not paying their rent payments, even though they, they got relief checks so they keep up on their bills, but they're not paying their rent checks. And the government said, you're not allowed to evict people.
2: So there's a moratorium on, on evictions. So people are milking it.
1: Well, if you're getting the the relief money, I told my renters, Hey, you're getting the relief money from the government, pay your rent. And they have, and so my renters, my renters have, have paid. I won't say they haven't been, been uh, late a few times, but. They got their they got their relief money, and I've been a little bit more patient with them. But they've all paid their rents. I had uh, one of my commercial tenants ask me for uh, if they'd cut if I'd cut his rent down from like fifty five hundred dollars down to a thousand or something like that. I may be off on the figures, but he, he asked for a for a you know cut my rent in half, and I said why? Oh, because the coronavirus. Well, they're an aid, they're a foster care agency that gets paid from the government. I don't think they're hurting. I don't think they're losing. I don't think they're le- losing because of the uh, coronavirus thing. And as I, as I understand it, uh, domestic violence is up for people being locked in their houses and domestic violence causes kids to have to go into foster care when their parents start abusing them. I think business has got to be better than ever. I said, no,
2: guess what? They're still paying their rent. That doesn't mean I'm not feeling, but look at all the abuse going on. Maybe you guys
1: think, Hey, Ed, you're just, you're, Hey, we paid, it. we pay taxes and we should get that. Most people don't pay taxes. And those of us that do, I want it. I want it to take care of our, t- take care of our country, pay our cops, pay our military, keep our country safe, fix the damn potholes. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, uh, a sternly, sternly, uh, sternly written letter with the people of Moreno Valley and my, uh, my congressman, about, uh, about the, the condition of the roads while we're paying uh, as much as we are for gas and while we're paying all these taxes, why aren't things being done? Because people just abuse the system. That's what it's for. It's a big treasure chest. That's why people want to go into government, so they get a little, they get little access to that treasure chest. Pay attention, guys. Pay attention. Keep your eyes open. This stuff's going on around us. Be careful who you believe. Think with your own brain. Well, you know what? They said this on CNN. It must be true. Oh, wait. They said this. Hey, you know what? Look at everything. Don't don't take anything at face value. Don't listen to me at face value. Check it out. If some of the things I'm saying aren't true, call me on it. But think about it. Encourage your kids to think about it. Encourage your neighbors. So anyway. Let me end the, Let me end the show with something a little, little more fun. Uh, remember a few weeks back when the White House abruptly cut off uh, Biden's feed during a broadcast meeting with Nancy Pelosi. He's like, OK, well, uh, Nancy, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, am I supposed to take questions now? And then I'll beep, and Nancy goes off the goes off the uh, the the other screen and Biden sits there and looks like a dummy. Uh, where am I? What am I? What's my name? What day is it? So, uh, Laura Laura Ingram was talking about that with Dinesh D'Souza. And let's see if you catch on to this.
3: Dinesh, I mean, it, it, it takes your breath away. He is not the one making the decisions about
2: whether he can answer. If someone cut you off, Dinesh, when you were giving a speech... Uh, I think you'd probably have something to say about it. Well, I mean, think about it. This is the way that parents treat children. And Shakespeare spoke of a kind of dotage as being a second childhood. It seems almo- almost the way, the sheltered way in yeah. which Biden is being managed by his aides. It's almost as if they all know, and we know, that he's going through right. the second childhood. Denesh, it's just thanks so much. Situation. Up next,
1: Prince Harry and Michelle Obama. Hey, if somebody cut you off, Dinesh, you'd have something to say about it. Well, But I got to talk about Prince Harry and Michelle Obama. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else caught that, but I caught it. Hey, anyway, if you got uh, comments on my show today, email me at ed ed at edhoffman.net. I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. Thanks for listening. My name's Ed Hoffman. I'll be back again with you next week.
3: The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.